You're listening to the Cleveland Comedy Network. My name's Steve Guy, the host of Happy Hour with Steve Guy, where I get to sit down and interview people who are from Cleveland originally or doing very cool things in Cleveland. It's all part of the Cleveland Comedy Network, just like the show you're about to listen to. To keep up to date with all the podcasts coming to the network, go to clevelandcomedyfestival.com slash the network. Hey, welcome to 10 Cent Beer Life. Welcome back to Ten Cent Beer Life. I'm here as always with my main man Dave Heron and Brian. <laughs> the curve. I, I don't feel good about myself. Yeah, I know. I'm just returning the favor. What's up, guys? Not a whole bunch, man. This is the uh, the most fun time to be a sports podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't been being very good about it uh, the past few weeks, and that's fine. People people just like to hear our fun. Our fun, silly quips and stories anyway. So nobody gives a fuck, really. Like, they're getting their news elsewhere. Um, not much going on. Baker got traded. Uh, that's finally over. What was it, a conditional fifth-round pick? Could be a fourth, but it's most likely a fifth, I guess. <clears throat> I mean, he should be able to get that starting job down there. And what does he got to play, like 70% of the starts? Yeah, I mean, so, like, as long as he's healthy, although, like, you know, if he gets into another situation where he's hurt and playing through it and sucking, I'm sure Carolina's far more likely to sit him, sit his ass down than Cleveland was because I mean, we talked about it so much. Sitting him down would the, – the, the narrative and the headlines would be Brown's bench Baker Mayfield. It wouldn't be for his own good, to save him from himself. It would be Brown's bench Baker Mayfield, period. So – um, I, I always got kind of to a degree, got why they never just did it. Although like, I, I still, I've, I've never gotten an answer on whether or not it was Baker being like, fuck you guys, I'm playing. Or if they were like, fuck you, you're playing. I don't know. I don't think but we'll I think, ever know. Yeah. I, I wish somebody, no matter what, no matter the situation, um, somebody needed to get in his ear and be able to actually sway him to sit down if he was fighting it. So I, no matter what, I, I I mostly blame the organization. Right. I, uh, it's going to be weird seeing him play against us week one. If that goes down like that, um, I'd never root for the Browns to lose, but it's one of those situations where I wouldn't be mad. You know, he did a ton for us. Dude, I, I was at the first game that they put him in, you know, uh, Tyrod Taylor was in the Jets game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, everybody's clamoring for the next big thing. We, you know, the stadium was fucking electric. And that, that was the game they ran that uh, two-point conversion where uh, Jarvis mm-hmm. threw it to him in the left of the end zone. I have recording of that from our seats. And, uh, you know, everybody was just in love. And then the minute, you know, you fuck some shit up, everybody's like, this guy sucks. Fucking get him out of here. It's it, We're like the Veruca Salt of fan bases, especially the Haslam's. The Haslam's are the, the fucking Veruca Salts. I hate them so much. Yeah. So much. And, like, a lot of people are, are, are already bracing themselves, like, well, even if Baker does win, it's going to be probably against Jacoby Brissett, so it's not like he really faced them. No, 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 no. You don't get to, to have it both ways because the biggest reason that everybody – was so fired up about Baker Mayfield not being the guy. Oh, he's not a franchise guy. He's mediocre at best is because 
everybody thinks that this this is a win now franchise. This is a Super Bowl contender. Quarterback's the last piece. So if the quarterback's not there, you still have a Super Bowl contending roster. You you lose, you lose like that. There, there's no really looking at that as as oh you know there, there's a caveat to him losing. No, it'll be interesting to see because a lot of people are saying they're going to be rooting for Baker. I mean, I've seen that a lot and. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to be. At. I, obviously, I think I'll root for the Browns to win, especially if Deshaun's not in there. Um, but it'd be nice egg on the face for sure. I mean, I'm it, not, I'm not rooting for anybody. Yeah, you're just going to watch. Just going to watch. That's what I'm going to do this whole season. I'm going to watch probably for the next couple seasons. Taking the whole fucking finger and butthole fucking coming on girl thing out of the equation and say he I don't know say he was gambling on sports say that's what the charge was because that's it was a one year suspension for gambling on sports does this make sense if this guy's going to sit out two years anyways like just take the whole like shitty character fucking part of it out if it was he was in trouble for gambling would this trade would it make sense in your mind to still do this? Like, do Deshaun Watson, the player, knowing that he's going to possibly sit out two years because he's got an impeding suspension? Two years is a long time to sit out of gameplay football. Especially during your prime. Yeah. I mean, obviously he's working out and shit. I'm, I'm, I'm going to act like he's professional in that manner. Like, I'm sure he's not letting his body go to shit, but game reps are game reps. Right. And, uh. I don't know. I I don't know. I I still feel like it's like a kind of a big risk. With all that said, I mean, I guess he's a top ten quarterback in the league. I wouldn't even say he's top five. Um, Deshaun, like even my whole like you know bias because he's a creep aside, he's a top ten quarterback. I don't know where he exact ranks. Some people are saying Browns fans are saying he's top three, top four. He had one year where he had a bunch of passing yards, but they were chucking the ball because they were down every game. So. I taking that all aside, is it even was this even worth it? So th- that's a good question. Like I, I think that he's like a top six or seven quarterback. I will not put him in the top five because I mean, if we were to look at guys like let's say the future did not matter, it was this year and this year only. We're not looking at contracts. We're just looking at which quarterback you you'd prefer to have. So this particular year, no question, Mahomes. No question, Josh Allen. No question, Justin Herbert. Um, no question. Let's see. Matthew Stafford. No. Uh, no. Uh, Joe Burrows. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Tom yeah. Brady. You know, Aaron Rodgers for sure. Um, probably Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, I don't think Russell Wilson. Lamar would be a tough one. Um, hmm. There's not and then that's, here. that's about where he's at. I mean, and that's about where we're at, right? Yeah. Joe Burrow is also a tough one. I, I'd probably, eh, yeah, I don't know. After seeing Joe Burrow in the playoffs, I, I think I go Joe Burrow. Yeah, I mean he's tough. He's tough. He might not have the numbers, but he 
wins games. And Tom Brady put up numbers, but Tom Brady was successful because he was clutch. I mean, that was that was his MO. So um the stats are stats. I don't know. I just He puts up crazy numbers too. Like Tom Brady's not just a uh No, no, no. That's what I mean. He puts up numbers, but like what makes him upper echelon is that that clutch factor that he's had. I mean, he, he wins games in big moments, so he makes the plays. Um, and Deshaun, has he done that? I mean, he's 500 as a starter. So, and I know sometimes his teams have been bad, but whatever, you know. And he had for like, you know, when he had him, De- DeAndre Hopkins was arguably the best wide receiver in football. And he was definitely like the best at going and getting it. So, like, he made the crazy catches. Um, you know, you just throw it in his vicinity. He's going to go grab it. Amari Cooper's not that. Amari Cooper is not that at all. So, like, and then there's no number two. They currently don't have a number two aside from, like, Donovan Peoples-Jones. So, when he does come back, I guess his number two is David Njoku. But, you know, <laughs> he's never had, like, a really talented tight end. So you don't know whether or not he just doesn't can't really successfully feed the tight end. Although he, he did make Darren Fells look really good that one year, but mostly in the red zone. So I like I I really don't know what this guy is able to do sitting out a full year. Can he block out the noise? I mean, he seems like the kind of guy that just doesn't give a shit. So I like I don't know if it'll ever actually affect him. Yeah, he just released a hype video on like Twitter and Instagram like today <laughs> or yesterday. And, like, the first, like, five, ten seconds of him is doing that finger smell thing. <laughs> it was a bold move, <laughs> Which Captain. is wild. Real tone deaf. Real and, tone uh, deaf. Yeah, and, if, like, they tried to, like, what does this even mean? And I'm like, what do you think of it? What, what do you think of me? You know, <laughs> interpret it. But he said it's supposed to be, a, like, a salute to his boys because you're wiping slime from your nose. And young Buck calls his friend slime. It, and it's set to this terrible fucking rap song, and I'm just like, uh But no, I. That means you're smelling pussy. That's yeah. that's what that means. Yeah, yeah. It, you're not old fooling white anybody. people. If you're listening, Uncle Donnie, that's what that means. Yeah. <laughs> Baker did it before too. Yeah, and I loved it. Like I don't hate it. I don't hate it. That's the classic. When you got, it's a classic stinky pinky. Yeah, when when you got those sexual, <laughs> al- al- uh, fuck, I'm stupid. The sexual assault fucking charges, you probably shouldn't be putting that all out there. That's all I'm saying. Now, good luck to Baker. I, I'm not going to be a Panthers fan now. Like, I'm not going to go that far. I'm just going to – I think I'm going to be with you. I think I'm just going to live in the moment. I, I'm going to watch – I don't know how excited I'll get. I just don't know. Right now, I'm not excited for the season at all. Apparently, there's some video of Miles Miles Garrett, like, dunking at the Summer League game or something like that. And Yeah. He, he promised he wasn't going to be playing basketball anymore or something. So some people on Twitter were like, oh, Stefanski's going to be calling him. And we'll see. You let that guy do what he wants. I I maintain my stance on Miles Garrett, though. He's stupid. and he's No, just not, to... not stupid, just overrated. Like, he's very, very, very good. He's just... He's not a defensive player of the year candidate. If you remove the Bears game from last year, he had 11 sacks. Yeah, I know, I know you. I know where you, you stand on him. And that bookend that everybody, oh, you just wait till somebody else is drawing attention. We got Jadavion Clowney. It, it didn't really. In that Bears game, he was up against a 39-year-old Jason Peters who 
was get like the Matt Nagy was getting torched, absolutely torched by the announcers. Every any, anybody in the media afterwards was like, "You just left Miles Garrett one on one with Jason Peters the entire game. It was the dumbest thing we've ever seen." <laughs> and he ate like that's just like that's fact. So I mean, Miles Garrett needs to put one full season together. They they absolutely need for him to. I want to see it one time. He needs a twenty sack season. What was what was TJ Watt last year like? Nineteen? I think he got over twenty. Did he go over twenty? I think he got like twenty one. But it's an extra game. Yeah. 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 You're right. I'm actually. <laughs> there's a couple things I'm excited about. One, <laughs> Heinz ketchup. Uh, Heinz is pulled out of. <laughs> Pittsburgh, so I don't have to keep buying Hunt's ketchup anymore. I can go and buy <laughs> fucking Heinz ketchup again. They turned down the renewal. They they uh, had a like a twenty year lease, and Heinz said they were not coming back to pay for the naming of the stadium. So now it's like Accu Accu account. What is it? Do you guys know what it is? It's a company in Michigan bought the naming rights to what what was Heinz Field. Ac- I wish it sure. was company. I wish a Cleveland company would have bought it and called it Fuckface Field. Or something. <laughs> yeah. That'd be that would be great. Fuckface Field, yeah, that would go over great. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll pay double. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second thing that's happened: the basketball tournament. I talked about it last year. I loved it. Um, that starts uh, the 16th is the first game. Um, Ohio State doesn't have an alumni team, but like the rosters are better than they've ever been. They got two kids playing it that are projected to be top five draft picks uh, next year. The Elam's ending is the best way to end any sporting event. Uh, I'm fucking stoked. I think everybody should watch it. Um, the what ending? Guys, I, I know we've talked about this before. It's called the Elam's ending. And the way it works is at like the four minute mark, the team that has the highest score, they add seven points to their total. So if you have 70, the Elam's ending number becomes 77 and then the first team to hit 77 wins the game. Okay. So like you, you, if you're down, if you're down 10, when that happens, then you have 17 points before they score seven and you win the game. And then that's it. And uh, it's fantastic. It's fun. It's fun basketball. Uh, They got, I think 50 something guys that have played like in the NBA for at least like a game. So like the talent is getting better. Um, I'm fucking pumped for it. It's it's a fun way to watch sports. You don't really know anybody. I don't have a horse in the race now. I always rooted for Ohio State, but um, yeah, it'll be fun. So check it out. Uh, I'm thinking about going to a game. I'm thinking about going to a game. Where's it at? They got some in Dayton, Cincinnati, and then Morgantown, West Virginia. Which one would you go to? I'd probably go to West Virginia. It's a little <laughs> okay. rowdy down there. <laughs> okay. Isn't that the and town? Isn't that that town from that uh, white trash MTV show? Uh, uh, what was it called? Like Buck Naked or something? I don't know, dude. I, I, that's where West Virginia University is. It was like a hillbilly uh, Jersey Shore. I know that it exists, and like the one person died from it, but um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm, that's the one. I'm pretty sure it was uh, Morgantown. One of the funniest things. Did you guys ever see that wonderful Whites of West Virginia documentary? Mm-hmm. It was yes, on Netflix. That shit's yes. crazy. It was wild, dude. That shit is crazy. Jasper, he's like a tap dancing outlaw, and uh, 
Like she's eating oxies while she's giving baby birth to a baby and shit. Yeah, like, like what the f- just blows down immediately after giving birth. Just starts busting up pills on a table and blowing them down, and then the baby naturally got taken away. Yes, and it is just it's it is wild. My one of the funniest things I ever heard in my entire life. Like at one point in the movie, somebody goes. Y'all want to hear a West Virginia mating call? And he picks up and shakes a pill bottle. And it was the funniest <laughs> fucking thing I've ever heard. That's I loved great. it so fucking much. I think I saw it on there and just assumed that it was like some white supremacist shit and never paid attention to it. No, no. It, I mean, I, I'm assuming they're racist, yes. But it's not about that. It's about uh, just being good uh kinfolk you know see your family it's wild it's wild stuff it's pretty old at this point yeah it's been around for a little while and it's like the family of this guy that his name was like the tap dancing outlaw and he like invented this style of hillbilly tap dancing <laughs> or at least like made it prominent and his his one son jesco still does it and um just all of their family like the one dude fucking took an assault rifle and like shot up his stepdad and is in prison. Um, it's just, they're so intense. Their life is so intense. They're outlaws. It's crazy. It's like a hillbilly Jackson five or something. It's something. It's something. Um, you had an interesting weekend, Brian. I did. I was at hilarities and I was supposed to MC for Tim Meadows, which like, I requested months ago to open for Tim Meadows because I watched that movie, The Ladies' Man, as a kid, like a million times on VHS. I watched that movie a bunch. I love it. And I rewatched it. It's still hilarious. Not a lot of those movies hold up. That one definitely does. And uh, I've always just liked him in like everything he did. So I was looking forward to it. And I get there the first night on Thursday. And he seemed kind of tired and out of it and just a little bit antisocial. So I'm like, okay, I, you know, I'll leave him alone. Maybe I'll get to know him a little bit this weekend. But like he was supposed to bring, they had a feature lined up and then he's like, no, I'm gonna bring this other feature. And then there was a miscommunication with that other feature and he just like didn't show. So first night I ended up having to pull double duty, two man show, did like a half hour up front. Next day they, they had Jimmy MC. So, Friday night, he's still being like a little bit standoffish and quiet and different. And like first show, you know, goes pretty well. Afterwards, he's just kind of hanging out by himself. And then in the late show, he does his set. And then he goes up there and starts talking about how his brother-in-law had died that day. Jesus Christ. And then like going into like how much that all meant to him. And how much his brother-in-law meant to him and the things he did for him and how important he was in his life. And so it's like, okay, this guy's really hurt and this sucks. But at the same time, as he's doing this to end the show, Jimmy in the back is like, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? Because <laughs> he's got to bring him off stage. And you can't go up there and go, Tim Meadows, everybody. Yeah. Like, so he's kind of freaking out. Which, you know, Tim's situation wasn't funny, but... Jimmy's situation was hilarious. Right. <laughs> so that was night one. And then night two, um, you know, first show goes really well. And then the second show, about a half hour into his set, some guy in the front row was just looking at his phone. And he said he could see him. And it was just like him scrolling through Instagram. 
and he like he he addressed it but he wasn't funny about it he seemed like very hurt by it and pissed and so he wouldn't it wasn't like he just quickly said something and moved on he just like was demanding answers from this guy on why he thought it was okay and the guy's clearly just trying to be like okay you know whatever whatever and he's like no tell me why you think this is okay and like wouldn't leave him go and um it, it just it went really long it was uncomfortable at one point he threw a hundred dollar bill at him and told him to get you know get out but then he lay he ended up letting him stay um and he you know went from like <laughs> what, you know what makes you think this is okay why would you not just get up and get out of the room and like as the guy is like kind of trying to just get out of it uh he's like my brother-in-law just died and like started getting really emotional about all that and saying like all the stuff he went through how he doesn't want to be there and like it was uncomfortable man and so he like gets out of that and gets himself into sort of a better mood and he like wouldn't go back into material he said it just wouldn't feel right at this point it would feel disingenuous so he's he kind of started fielding questions about snl and then i swear to god he calls chris rock wow and he puts him on speakerphone but did Chris Rock just tell jokes in? Like, hey, you know. No jokes. He's just like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm on stage. You know, this guy up front was doing this. And then I started talking about my dead brother-in-law. And now I just can't do comedy. So I'm calling you. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to call and, you know, uh, tell me you were in the Bay Area. He's like, you know, I, you see he had a show in Oakland. And then he said he was with a white woman. And, like, that was about it. It was kind of awkward of, like, Chris Rock would say something, and then Tim would like hold the the thing up to the microphone and be like, oh, "Could you say it one more time?" Like it was, it was weird. I've that's never crazy. seen anything like it. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. I mean, that shit sucks. Though. I mean, I I feel bad for him. I mean, that's nothing, especially like if obviously he was close with him. Like, yeah, he was really going through a hard time. How did Jimmy handle that? Taking him down, that he was probably like, "God damn it, <laughs> again." <laughs> Jimmy like what Jimmy didn't even see it. Jimmy was upstairs not watching the show and I texted him like uh you need to get down here. He's going to come off early and some shit just went down. And so like Jimmy went up, he did like the Tim Meadows and then was like he's he's really going through some shit right now. <laughs> Dang. I couldn't believe Jimmy said it, but I love it. Yeah. That's pretty wild. I've never seen anything like that either. But like Tim Meadows was he was going back and forth to Detroit every single day. Yeah, that's that's exhausting. That's a yeah. three-plus-hour drive. Yeah, so he, like, I, I think he was leaving after the shows on some nights, um, driving back to Detroit, coming back right before the show. It was seemed crazy, man. Seemed like he, it was really taking it out of him. I felt real bad for him. And he was a nice guy. He really was. But did you actually talk to get to talk to him at all? Or did you just kind of like, yeah, hey, I'm gonna let sleeping dogs lie a little bit. Mostly sleeping dogs lie, but got to have one, you know, sort of conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Well, hopefully he comes back and it's a better go around and you can work with him again and actually, you know, we'll see. I've, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's gotta be the absolute worst to the point where like, you're literally, I've got to work for one hour. And I can't focus my mind enough to just get through it because you're in that much grief. That's some shit, man. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. 
Uh, the craziest thing I think I saw in a show is Bobby Lee was in town and he goes, Hey, let me cover your tab for you. And like he, the people up front were like, Oh, thank you so much. And he just takes their check and shoves it down his pants and wipes his dick all over it and then hands it back to him. <laughs> <laughs> he was wild. Like, uh, he would do like a strip tease for people. And one of the shows they like, he brought up Cody Cooper and Cody was like, obviously getting handsy because that's what cody does and it was like almost like he made bobby lee uncomfortable they almost oh, fucked wow. on stage like it was crazy wow that's uh that's quite the task for cody to make bobby lee uncomfortable yeah i think it, it really took bobby lee by surprise that somebody would embrace his striptease as much as cody did <laughs> that's fucking funny um bobby lee's a maniac yeah, he was it was nuts. Did you ever work with him? I never worked with him, but like I went and met him. He said I have a picture of him sitting on my lap. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's cool. Um we had Ad Hominin this weekend and uh a little bit of controversy there. Uh oh, yeah? champ. Big upset. Big time upset. I don't know. I don't think it I don't think it should have happened, but it happened. We let the crowd vote. And uh who yeah. who ended up winning? Julia Mary, the funny boss. Okay. After I, it, it was, uh, it was something. <laughs> it was something to say the least. It was, it was fun though. I mean, the show was fucking fun. Um, was she funny? Like, did did, did she deserve yeah. it at all? <laughs> there, there were some funny parts. There were some funny parts. Uh, she definitely went for some shock value on some stuff. Uh, used some very colorful language. Um, and, say it. Uh, Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to do it. She called him a fag. I mean, just. Okay. Yeah. But it, it, it was all right. It was all right. I don't know. She's like, I'm going to get canceled. I was like, well, you know, that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. People will forget. Don't worry. Haven't you watched the news? There's a 24 hour a day news cycle. People will forget. It always does. I pulled my dick out at one of those once. So. <laughs> Um, what? I never told this story on this podcast. No. no. So you I was gone to jail. That's indecent exposure. I was an artist, dude. I was an artist. <laughs> I was performing art, dude. I already I clicked in my mind immediately after because I was like, oh shit, I could go to jail. And then I was like, oh no, I'm an artist. It was part of the performance. I'm good. I got it. I got something to stand on. And it was. Deperna goes, we're we're bad. I'm battling Sam Law Tourette. Um and like we're going back and forth it's a good battle whatever and then we get into sudden 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 death or whatever because like i brought a bunch of people and i was doing well uh but i think all the comics i was still new in cleveland so they wanted me to lose um and he was in a sad boys so it's all sad boys and stuff there but deperna at one point said if anybody pulls out their dick it's an automatic victory so like i'm like i'm out of jokes at this point so like sam's giving his joke and i just like undo my belt like slide my pants down just a little bit and then i just take my underwear and flap him down like just real quick like one second just expose myself and like i did it very quickly uh not too many people saw it the camera didn't catch it like there was somebody perfectly standing you see my arm go down i was like i hope my dick's not on video that was the other fucking <laughs> concern <laughs> But I was just like, I pulled my dick out. I just pulled my dick out. And Ryan's like, what? What? And I was like, 
I pulled my dick out. And I think Amber Mayna goes, he just did. He did. And like, she's like, heard her like a couple girls up front saw it. You know, I was just like, ah, but I won. So fuck it. <laughs> so there's nothing worse than that. I think I gained a lot of uh, respect that night. Do you get any, the- uh, any dick reviews? Because I feel like people pay a lot of money for, for those on the internet these days. I don't want to, I don't want to hear those, Brian. <laughs> I was nervous. I was nervous. You know, it was, I, I didn't have time to fluff it up. I didn't have time to fucking pat it up. You know, can't be doing raw shit like that. If you're not down with the consequences. <laughs> well, I did. I lived with them. I mean, I lived with them and it was fine. <laughs> it was performing art. I already had, I already had like within 10 minutes, somebody came up and was like, yo, you can go to jail for that dude. And I was like, Oh shit, you're right. And then, like, my brain immediately was like, performance art. This is performance art. I have a leg to stand on. I'm good. I'm good. I'll, I'll lawyer the fuck up. You are just so lucky that there was no, like, abuse victim or anything like that. Is it because somebody could have fucking buried you? Oh, yeah. Well, if it was 2022, I wouldn't have done it. You know, this was this was 2018. It was a different time then, you know? It's a different era. Yeah. It was a prosthetic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, we'll see. I didn't, you know, I tried to stay out of it. I didn't, I didn't think she should have won, but the crowd dictated the votes and she won. And you know, that's what I told. That's why I was telling somebody about it. They were asking me like, "What the, you know, what happened?" And I said, "You know, sometimes somebody gets hit in the dick in a pro wrestling match. You know, Hulk Hogan gets punched in the dick and he gets pinned. It just happens sometimes, you know." As Dana White always said on The Ultimate Fighter, never leave it up to the judges. Nope. And, he you know, knocked her out with his jokes. Yeah. And, like, his, to be fair, his last joke kind of sucked. So, like, if he would have, and he got to go last, he got the last joke. So, if he would have knocked her out, he would have knocked her out and it wouldn't have been a problem. But his last joke was kind of weak and whatever. It's, this isn't the ad hom fucking podcast. So, what was the best joke of the night? Oh, man. Ugh. Oh. Daniel Myers, this wasn't uh, the best joke, but he brought up, he battled, you know, Dan Handelman. Yes, he's still around. Yeah, he's he's back doing stuff. So he came into the Rose Battle and uh, his dad was a famous comic, uh, Myron Handelman, uh, who's since deceased. So Daniel said, hey, I don't want to roast you. I don't know you that well. I brought somebody up who could and brought a picture of uh Handelman's dead dad at a Ouija board <laughs> and then did jokes, <laughs> which was pretty fucking good. He did jokes as his dead dad. Kinda. I it wasn't great, uh, but like that was like the whole premise. Like, but yeah, kinda, I guess, you know. But then Dan Dan kept looking and he was like, Dad, that joke sucked. You know, like uh, Dan leaned into it real well. He's like, come on. <laughs> Come on, weren't you on Carson, Dad? Come on, you know, like, just shit like that. So, um, Tim Wolf fucking crushed. Um, Tanea Timmons battled. She won. Gabe Gary is uh, surprisingly very good at it. Because uh, we keep throwing him, like, we're like, hey, we had somebody drop out. Do you want to do it? And he's like, yes, absolutely. And he's a fucking psycho. And he, uh, Oh, yeah, writes, it doesn't surprise me he'd be good at that. Yeah, and he writes jokes in, like, three or four days. Everybody else has, like, a month. And, um... So we've thrown him like in the deep end twice now, and uh, he's fucking two and zero. Oh, so like it's it's fun. People are getting into it. There's a little bit of buzz going again, I guess. A controversial fucking title match was getting everybody talking. So it was it was fun. 
Uh, I had some friends in town this weekend. They got to come to the show. It was a good time. Did you do Secret Society? No. Yeah, I didn't know if you were fucking exhausted. That. Yeah, I bet that's got to be trying. How'd you? How did you do? Did the crowd like you? Did the Tim Meadows crowd like you? Yeah, I I, I was really happy with my uh, my performances. I had one just like absolutely killer set, and I even had my phone recording it but i did so poorly at framing things up that i'm like out of frame for half of it like an idiot son of a so, bitch yeah i don't i don't have any good footage of it but uh last night was the only one that i felt like wasn't as good as i had hoped like the, the shit about sarah and her undertaker dream has been murdering and uh that was like that was the only joke that i felt hit as hard as everything else the rest of the weekend nice. last night yeah, he's been he's been plastered all over TV. Have you seen A and E? Basically, has become WWE documentaries, like early '90s WWE documentaries. Like that's all they're showing now. Me and Sarah have been making our way through the Monday Night War series. It's good. It's twenty episodes. I didn't realize that. It is hilarious that it's like Vince McMahon's, and that's something we should touch on. We didn't even mention that. Uh, it's been it's Vince McMahon's victory lap over Ted Turner because. It's oh, like yeah. 20 episodes <laughs> and it just keeps deviating from the main story, but repeatedly calling back to the main story of like, this is what the ratings were like. This is how we beat these motherfuckers. Now I'm the winner. They're like every single episode, it, it just keeps touching back on, you know, Ted Turner versus Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon won. And like, it, it starts off as like the, you know, this is how, you know, raw and, and nitro came along. Ted Turner decided, I want to compete. I'm going to throw unlimited resources at it. And then Vince McMahon had more of a, a child's product for a while. And then the NWO stuff came out. So it was more adult. And then WWE had to respond. So that's when like DX Stone Cold and Stone Cold was WCW. They just didn't know how to use him. And like they, you know, kind of brag about the different guys that they took, even though Ted Turner took some of their guys and it's pretty much good riddance for them. Like the only guys that really defected that would have really been amazing for WWE to have are Hall and Nash. Yeah, I mean they lost Bret Hart after the screw job. Like that was huge because he had the title and he left, but then WCW buried him, which is fucking stupid. But real stupid for them to bury him because he absolutely fit their brand and image. But I like WWE seemed to want him gone. Like they they wanted to give the belt to Shawn Michaels. They wanted to move to a more adult product. They wanted somebody who would show personality and be a killer on the mic. Bret Hart was none of that. Yeah, I mean that's fair. They had that. They had a good good thing going though. I I don't know. I just watched Bret Hart Shawn Michaels AD documentary. Like I watched that, and then the Undertaker one they put out, um, which was great. Undertaker was in WCW for a while. Yeah, what was he over there? It was something real dumb. Like Mark Callos, like his real name. Yeah. He was just a big breadhead fucking idiot. I mean, they completely made his character over there. They just yeah. had him beating up like the Road Warriors and then like the one guy like fucking quit and never came back <laughs> because like WCW was pissed at him. And I came in and set up the computer, so I didn't finish that part. But Back when I was watching wrestling, I couldn't stand WCW. We watched... Uh... Because you, know. you were a child. I was more adult content. I'm no. more mature than you. I love the NWO stuff. What are you for a talking while. about? I'm older than you. No, you're not. 
We're the yeah, same age, Dave. Are we? No. How old are you? I'm 41. Fuck, you're old. Okay, yeah, never dude. mind. Yeah. I thought we were the same age. No. No. Uh, WWE and ECW. You know, I'm talking ECW like, is the best of all of it. Of I'm course. talking like 96 through 99 uh, type stuff. 96 was still like child's product. That's when they started to move. Like they brought in like Mankind and um, Shawn Michaels was, was coming up. But like 97 was the Attitude Era. That was 97, 98. D'Lo Brown. Do you remember when they cut off Val Venus? Is those Tonka Mishinoku cut off Val Venus's penis with a fucking We threatened sword? to do it. He never actually cut it off. Well, he, he swiped down and they fucking went black, didn't they? I think they. I think you're right. I remember yeah. that, like Takamichi Noku's like handler guy, the manager, um, and they showed it. Sonny Ono. Sonny Ono. Sonny Ono. Sonny Ono uttered the phrase, "I choppy choppy your pee pee." Yes, yes, yes. Oh man, fucking so good. There was so many fucking just terrible things that they did. Like you remember they had a, like they had a whole group. I can't remember what they called them, but. Uh, Basically, it was just like a bunch of mentally challenged wrestlers. They'd all come out together. Like one would dress up like Cartman. Uh, the uh, they weren't the misfits, were they? I don't remember what the fuck they called, but man, like looking back on it, they had that big Kurgan guy who was like seven foot. They just made him just fucking completely stupid. They came out to ICP. Yes, yes, of course. Well, that makes sense. It was. <laughs> <laughs> they might have been the misfits. I don't know what they were called, uh, but fucking wild stuff. Yeah, they really tried a bunch of shit. I, I read about a storyline that I never actually remember watching where, like, they accused Kane of being a rapist. <laughs> what? Yeah, there was apparently, like, some storyline where they said that Kane, like, raped this girl. Jesus Christ. I don't remember that either. I'm looking there at was it up a- now point where i like hit high school and i was like i can't watch this i'm trying to i'm trying to slap cheeks i gotta i gotta get back at it i can't be watching wrestling and then i like eventually like i got married and then i was like oh i'm way back into i like reverted back to like middle school kyle like this is the person i want to be <laughs> in, in high school we would get together you know somebody would uh, buy the pay-per-view and have it at their house and then a bunch of us would get together and watch it. There was chicks and all kinds of people there. The pay-per-views were fun. I never was able to get them. Like my parents would not spend the money on a pay-per-view for me. So I'd always have to get them at the video store. Only yeah, I, I rented one. Like every single time we went to the video store, it was like a movie and a wrestling tape. Mostly the uh, one Royal Rumble with the uh, Miss Rumble competition. Nice, yeah, dude. You were, were you, cranking, dude. You were were you rumbling them out? <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was a very formative video in my childhood. Do you get a boner every time you hear "Let's get ready to rumble"? <laughs> every single time, without nice. fail. It's Pavlovian. <laughs> they didn't say that at all in the video, but it still it gets me hot and bothered. Oh yeah, let's get ready to suck it. They used to say that all the time. Yeah, they did. DX. Now he owns the company, Hunter. So yeah, Vince McMahon is uh do you do we have any idea who the wrestler that he paid off is? 
Have you heard anything with like fan theories or anything? It was. Uh, it I I thought it was Doink. <laughs> Eugene. Katie Vick. So uh, Katie Vick storyline, one of the worst WWE's ever done. Um, some of the one with one word necrophilia. Yes, necrophilia. In October 2002, Kane started feuding with Triple H and lead up to No Mercy. In the weeks preceding No Mercy, Triple H cut promos telling the story of Katie Vick, a woman Kane had fallen in love with who didn't love him back. He claimed that after Vick was killed in a car crash, Kane had sex with her. Triple H later threatened to show video footage of Kane committing the act. However, the footage that Triple H produced showed him dressed as Kane at a funeral pretending to make love to a mannequin. (laughs) (laughs) Unreal. Um. So yeah, I guess there's several women like that are coming out about Vince McMahon saying millions of dollars were paid off, and uh, I mean I'm very curious to see what this does to the company. Do you think this is AEW's time? I don't think it matters. I mean, I don't think it matters. Vince came out right after this was released and did like a a curtain call and then just went in the back. But um, like. The product has been on- his. Like he's never given up really much control. He's overseen everything. I have. Uh, I, I've told this before. I, my one of my good friends, his brother, wrote for the WWE for a very short period of time. He said that he would, everybody would be in there, hanging out, ready for him to come in. They'd have all their scripts and shit. He would come in and he would eat a well done steak with ketchup, and he'd have like <laughs> six different drinks in front of him. One of them is like this discontinued energy drink that he bought all of the the stock out of. Um, And then everybody would sit there quietly and wait for him to finish. (laughs) They just watch him eat. And then he would proceed to tear the script up and pretty much rewrite it himself. Jesus. Was it fight milk? (laughs) 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 He just eats his steak and pukes. Um. It was four women. There's no names. Well, I thought that you, because you seem to know like the uh, the Mark stuff. Yeah, That's I don't get into it. Fans are called. Yes, Marks. I don't get into it that much. I'm not a huge Mark. I only I only Mark for that dude in AIW who sells uh, fucking beef jerky. Like that's the only one. <laughs> Kaplan. Kaplan. We got to get him on the show. I talked to him. I went to the show Thursday. It was uh, fucking. He sold out of beef jerky again. Like he's killing it. We bring him on. It's a good time to talk to. $12 million to four women over the past 16 years is what the report's saying. I don't see any names. Uh, we could probably find out. Um, but, yeah, I think I saw a meme that said Vince paid more out to women in hush money than he did for WCW, which is pretty hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and it was worth every penny. I feel vindicated because my my theory about why WCW went under was like confirmed in the uh, Monday Night War because they just they started putting everybody into stables and like it was NWO, NWO Wolfpack, Ravens Flock, um, Latino World Order, like everybody joined a group. And then it's like, where do you go from there? You can't just break them all up and say, oh, we're just going to be wrestling now. Yeah. So I mean, that's themselves into a corner. That's kind of what. AEW is doing I think a little bit like it seems like there's always fucking groups all the time and then like they're just like trading in and out of guys I don't know I don't follow it enough but yeah I haven't really been watching it they uh I mean 
for what it's worth, they've been doing more of an adult brand. Um, so that I mean, and it's okay. I mean, I think there's room for both. I want ECW style hardcore matches on TV again. That's uh, yeah, that's probably never going to happen. Why? Huh? Why? Well, one, the shit they were doing was fucking insane. Like, you, uh, the CTE, like, you can't just have a guy getting hit in the fucking head with a chair like that. But those, those matches are still happening. Like, the independent, like, there's death matches going on all the time in independent wrestling. So it's not like it doesn't happen. For $10 a month, you can get IWTV and watch all the death match wrestling you want. That's what I I stream AIW off of it. I buy it just to support the indies. Once, once I was like, I'm not paying for the WWE network. I got that instead. Uh, there's a brand called GCW that does a lot of that. Like Nick Gage is in it. A lot of the AIW guys are in it, and they do a lot of that. AEW does some deathmatch shit. They had like a, what was it like the two ring fucking thing with a cage? They had it, and it got pretty wild. Okay. Um, so, like, they're doing some of those things. Like, they're doing some pretty big spots, but it's not like somebody coming out and actually hitting somebody in the face with barbed wire. Like, there was no, like, showmanship at ECW. They were just, like, fucking everybody up. Like, New Jack stabbed somebody once and threw him <laughs> yeah. off the scaffolding. Like, like that that can't happen anymore. Like, was it, wasn't he the one that would jump off uh, very tall shit? Yeah. Yes. He, New Jack is the wildest wrestler of all time. Dude, was we, he did? We, yes. we had seats to see them at the Agora, and he jumped off of the balcony down onto the onto the ring. That's awesome. It was wild. Yeah. New Jack's legend, uh, dude. I went to college with. Uh, mom's best friend had sex with New Jack after a wrestling show one time. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not hard to do. Like, it's not like. You know, you just go to a fucking hotel bar and Well, I'm not really uh, <laughs> saying wow to the fact that she landed New Jack. <laughs> okay, good. I'm saying wow that anybody would stoop down to bang New Jack. Look at his forehead. <laughs> well, dude, he's famous. If you're a wrestling fan, dude, he's it. Is like, is his mom an actual wrestling fan? I have no idea. I did, It was his mom's friend. He just told me, he's like, my mom's friend had sex with New Jack. And I was like, what? That's insane. I hope she's probably got fucking all kinds of diseases. My buddy in college used to brag that his mom in the 70s went on a date with Ric Flair. And we're all like, so your mom fucked Ric Flair. And he's like, no, they just went on a date. We're like, your mom banged Ric Flair. There's no, your mom didn't just go on some little picnic with Ric Flair. Ric Flair in the 70s was clapping cheeks. Absolutely. Everybody was in it, the 70s was clapping cheeks. Everybody was, especially what, Ric Flair. Was his mom a, uh, a foxy older lady? She was. I bet. I bet. Yeah. Ric Flair only uh, Rolexes and fucking whatever, dude. He's, <laughs> yeah. getting, he's getting foxy ladies. <laughs> Can't hold those alligators down. Not at all. Um, What do you guys got going on in the next few weeks? I know, Dave, you got a show tonight. Yep, Brian's on it. Um, at Frank's place on Market in Akron. You gonna get a big crowd Monday night at nine o'clock there? I mean, I think the place holds like fifty people, bro. Like, uh, yeah, I know, know, but like, yeah. Didn't you say they're doing like the Ace of or the Queen of Hearts or something? Queen of Hearts at eight thirty. Jack of all Dave's at nine. Sweet. 
Oh yeah, you should be able to get some holdover for that. People love that Queen of Hearts stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm pumped about the hour drive. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to shit on your show, Dave. I just was like, that's a it's a tough the tough time to get people in to watch comedy. No, you know, my homie booked it. He you know, he's the one that set it up and was like, Hey, you wanna do this? Um, he works there. He's got a group of people, you know, I've got some people coming. And it'll be a it'll be a good show. Oh yeah. Brian, you got anything coming up? Uh Clyde, Ohio in September. I'm going back to Clyde. They love me so much. They they booked me again. So I'll oh, be Oh, this will be your uh, second time. Is this the Jay Hunter show? Yep, the Jay Hunter show at the Hillbilly Winery. Nice, dude. I've been to Clyde, Ohio twice in my life. Believe it or not. Of course this, you have. Huh? Of course you have. My dad took me. He was like working I don't know. We worked for like a computer company in the nineties and they had to wire the whole school. They got computers and they wanted to network them. So he made me go up there in child labor at 13 and I wired <laughs> high school. <laughs> and then my niece had softball up there. So sweet. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I'll be for barstool. I, I'll be at the Odeon on Friday doing a live show for what? Just doing it in the lounge area. I don't know if we're in the lounge. Like I don't. It's like a music festival or something like that. I honestly, okay. I don't even remember them telling me about it. I just saw ads for it on Instagram. They're like, "We're gonna be here," so I guess I'll be there. There's another daiquiri bar next door to there that also opened, and uh, before at Hom, they it, they had like a like a birthday party, like barbecue, and it was like the theme was Freak Nick. And uh, I saw like eight or nine nipples just like slipping out over there. It was wild because they set up couches on the sidewalk and like put like awnings up and shit. Um, Place looks like a whole, whole lot of good time. What were they having? The stripper Olympics, Allison, that night stripper bowl is what they called it that night. So that place is real rowdy next door. Uh, All right. Like a very good time. So if you get a chance to pop over and, Get a sugar-free daiquiri and go right ahead. If they have them, I absolutely will. I doubt they do, but yeah. Did the other place have them? Uh, no, no, no sort of sugar-free anything for me. Nobody cares about me. <laughs> no. In I Florida, if- I, w- I went to a place called the Daiquiri Deck, and I'm like, if anywhere is going to have it, it's going to be a place that focuses on daiquiris. No, they didn't have it. Yeah, and those people are all old down there. You think they would come up with something, but nope, they're just letting them die. I've been to the daiquiri deck. It's a fun time. Yeah, I had a good time. I just mm-hmm. drank scotch. Hell yeah. Well, I got nothing coming up. Uh, thank God. I think we got another ad hom next month. But other than that, I am uh, I got nothing. So I think that'll do it. I don't think we got anything. <laughs> wait a minute. 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 We- what? We missed an opportunity to transition from New Jack banging people's moms to Zach Wilson banging people's moms. Oh, shit. That's right. Yeah. Damn. That's right. We did forget about that story. Did you read about that? I just read the headline. So uh, his uh, his girlfriend was posting pictures that she was in a relationship with his best friend and some like six string wide receiver for the uh, commanders. I wanted to call them the Redskins, but 
like what his boy from college, like his best friends from college is now on Instagram with his, with his uh, ex-girlfriend and like the internet just fucking like berated her about it. And um, she, <laughs> then she commented, well, he was the one sleeping with his mom's friends. And then uh, his mom put out like a 30 minute video and didn't deny any of it. <laughs> so Wow. Yeah. His mom, like, yeah, some of the pictures I've seen of his mom and her friends, like they, they look like the bunch that's going to be banging each other's kids. Um, there's like a batch of memes about it this morning and in the comments, uh, you know, they all allude to like, you know, what Zach Wilson looks like when his mom's book club shows up and it's like him, you know, people rubbing their hands together that, you know, the guy peeking out from behind the tree and shit. And someone in the comments says, what happened? (laughs) And someone says, someone on the Jets finally scored. <laughs> <laughs> like, I fucking love the internet so much. <laughs> I love and hate it so much. Yeah, it's a fun, terrible place for sure. Um, yeah, Sorry I'm cutting this one a little short. But you guys got a show to do tonight. And I got um, stir fry to make. So All right. I wanted to get you guys out in a decent time. But uh, that'll do it. We'll be back next week. Should we Should we do a live show at some point soon again? Yeah. All That's right, fine we'll, with me. We'll set that up and, uh, you know, because it doesn't seem like we have anything going on, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, let's, uh, let's get to working on that, and we'll do that, and we'll let you guys know where that'll be, and we'll go from there. Go Cleveland. Cleveland. Just play now.
Thank you.